Hello and welcome to Backstage With. Today, Backstage With is with me, Gary Jordan. Now, I am very used to being in the spotlight as I play Zazu in the London production of The Lion King. But today, I wanted to shine the spotlight on some of the production team who work backstage on the show and to find out a little bit more about what they do and how they do it. So let's get started. Thank you so much for joining me. Could you tell me who you are and what you do? My name is Amy. I am a freelance set and costume designer and I'm also a stage technician. Fantastic. A freelance set and costume designer. Tell us a bit about what that entails. Well, I've recently just decided to specialise in theatre. I explored a bit of film for a while, but um, I predominantly design set and costume and make them myself. I go through the whole rehearsal process with a company, with a director. Okay work with the lighting designer. Sometimes I'm just doing set, sometimes I'm just doing costume. How would you start? How would you start to design a set? What would you get? In terms of my sort of, process. In in terms of your process, yeah. I start with the script. And okay. I start with just a conversation with the director and then I get straight in a model box. Straight in a model box and just play and play and play and meet a the model actors. Box, so you actually make a model yes, of, I will of make, the set that's in your mind. Yeah. Normally I will make a one to fifty scale, so that's quite tiny. Um, just to kind of practice it so I don't waste lots of materials and budget okay. money. And then I'll go a bit bigger into 1 to 25 um, and just have a play with it. And I, not all so designers... So you make several different model boxes yeah. for, for one production? Yes. Wow, that's time consuming. There's also, like, also generally you do a white card model as well beforehand. Okay. And if, um, I'm quite lucky because at the moment I, I build all of my sets so I don't have to... Um, think about presenting it to right. <laughs> to constructors but it would be different if it'd be different that way around okay and costume designer as well yes wow I, I do enjoy the costume part of it um, okay I'm quite a big fan of fashion um and that that influences me a lot when it comes to designing costumes and I love exploring characters in a script and that is also predominantly where my set ideas will come from is looking at the characters okay would you, on one production, do both the set and the costumes? Yes, or? yes, oh. I have done that quite a lot, That's and I'm about to do it on another few productions. What, um, what have you done? This summer I did quite a few things. I did um, a play called The Milkman's On His Way, which was an absolute dream. Um, right. We took that to Brighton Fringe, and we're hoping to bring it back again next year. It was an adaption of a 1980s novel. Um, I did set and costume for that. At the same time, I was doing a touring musical called Summer Street. Okay which was quite fun. Um, so that was a bit of a challenge, it being a touring production, especially around Fringe. Um, I also did a couple of uh, smaller plays at um, the Etc. and um, some other Fringe venues. I did one called Past Perfect, The Orange Peel. Um, and I'm about to start my three Christmas projects, which is very exciting. So you're busy, busy, busy. Yes. And on top of all this, you're also a, a stage depth. I am. On several different shows around London. I would describe myself as a supply teacher for the West End (laughs) (laughs) in the stage department. So for those who don't know, a DEP is what? A DEP is um, basically someone who will come in and learn backstage plots in any different department of a show. Um, So a plot is basically kind of a... um, a set of cues that a specific person has backstage to help the show run. Okay. Kind of like an actor has all of his lines and his yeah. kind of cues on stage and where he needs to be. There's also the same happening backstage. 
right. um, in terms of like the costume department, in terms of like which people dress which characters, okay. um, and the stage department. Just kind of chore it's choreography, basically choreography of Backstage how, choreography, yeah, yeah, basically so how the show comes together, how the scene changes happen, and just making sure everything runs smoothly. Okay, so as a dep, you you then have to learn several different plots. Yes. Yeah. So um, I work on a couple of different shows, and I normally do a few at the time, right. <laughs> just to make things easier for myself, obviously. Um, and on each one, I'm also a swing, so I will learn, so say at, at The Lion King, I yeah. will learn all of the stage plots I can um, to be able to basically cover whatever is needed, whoever's off, whoever's on holiday, um, and just kind of jump into different, different things. So is it a case of waiting for a phone call? Sometimes it can be. Other times it'll be kind of booking months in advance for so-and-so's off for two weeks, can you right. come in and cover? But uh, there has been times where I've just been in town at about five o'clock and I've had a call saying, can you come? Can you, go can you get here? Wow. And I've just kind of ran over um, trying to find some blacks on Put the way. Put drink down, get yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> run yeah. Um, how many shows do you work on at the moment? Um, at the moment I'm doing three. So I work on Lion King, A Kid and School of Rock. Predominantly, oh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> and so, as well as all the theatre designing and all the costume designing and going into several different shows in the West End, do you ever get any time to sleep? <laughs> um, not really, actually. <laughs> not really. No, I mean my brain kind of works twenty-four-seven. Uh, did you bring a mystery item along with you? Today? I have. What have you bought? I have got my tablet. Your tablet. Yes. Why is that? because it is my Bible that runs my life currently, <laughs> <laughs> things are so busy. Mainly because it's a lot easier to take on the tube when I've got four or five scripts on the go than actually carrying the scripts around. What got you interested in theatre in the first place, and specifically designing? Um, theatre, I never really... I never really used to have any interest in it at all. Okay. Actually, the first time I got told I was going to the theatre was on a school trip when I was about 11, because yeah. my parents didn't want to send me to the Isle of Wight, so we got dragged around London and all these <laughs> awful day trips. But one of them was going to see Wicked, um, and I really, really did not want to go. I was completely adamant that I did not want to sit still for three hours right. watching a silly play about witches. And then within the first 10 seconds, it was like a complete light bulb moment, and I had this reaction that was just like wow this like this exists what what on earth is this wow. um and literally in that moment when I was 11 I was just like I need to do this I need to find out more I need to like access this somehow so that was how I got into theatre it was like a complete 180 flip on my original feelings okay. um and then I decided I want to be a performer naturally I wanted to be Elphaba of course so um so obviously um, <laughs> so I started kind of following that and through school and um, I started doing lots of drama and did all the plays and everything but I also liked I always did um, design and technology on the side mm. and one of my teachers actually um, turned around to me one day and said have you ever thought about set design okay like kind of combining the two like the the drama side of it and the making things and the creative part of it and I was like no actually I haven't I have never considered that so he got me some work experience with a company um, and I started trying things out and I started kind of working it into my projects and actually doing the design for the plays I was in and writing at the same time right. in college and kind of doing everything um, and I didn't really know until I started actually I found a wonderful charity called Mousetrap Theatre Projects um, 
which if you don't know anything about, you need to research them because okay. it was one of the best things I ever did. I don't know anything about them. You what, don't. What do they um, do? Mousetrap are a charity who basically make theatre more accessible to people, um, to young people, um, people with disabilities, like all kinds of, you know, people who wouldn't necessarily be able to access it. So right. from where I grew up, it wasn't a thing. I grew up in Croydon. Family didn't have much money. So I, it's not something I could access on a regular basis. Right. But So I didn't, I wasn't sure of what, what was out there so okay. finding mousetrap meant i could go and see shows for you know five pounds ten pounds and i was going and seeing everything like all manner of things like wow. i i remember like the at that point was it still the acting you were interested in or was it, it it kind of was but by that point i'd seen so much visually on the stage that i was like someone's created that someone yeah. has created like how how does it look like this and i, I was became really interested in the journey between Okay, fair enough. The actors on the stage, but what what on earth happened to get them there? Like, what what yes. like what was the journey? What are they interacting with to make this? At, at what point did you realise that obviously you showed a, a natural aptitude for design and technology and stuff? But at what point did you realise you could actually make this your job? This could be. Oh, <laughs> I was always path. terrified of it. I wasn't sure. I had a complete breakdown at A levels as I'm going to Oxford to do history, <laughs> and then I kind of I got like. Um, <laughs> I it was it was actually halfway in my A levels. I did the first year, um, and I had like um, all of my creative subjects, and then I also did like chemistry and geography. I think it was I picked, and I got halfway through, and I was like, you know what? What on earth am I doing? Like, I do not want to be doing this. Right. I I like it, but it, it's not it's not where my heart's at. And I was spending so much time in the drama studio in the workshop that I was just wasn't even doing A level right. chemistry modes. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I dropped them and I took on an extra, um, I took on an extra, uh, it was a diploma, I think, um, which was a two year one, which I did in one year and I kind of did elements of everything. So I did illustration, photography, sculpting, like everything all in one. And then that's when I basically decided to take the risk of full on going for theatre. Does the costume design come hand in hand with the set design? Or would that be a, a different pathway, or is that something that has to encapsulate? Um, both no, or? not. It can be completely separate. There's courses where you can study each individually. I mean, I I did both because I enjoy both and I love both, and I feel like you need to at least try them to see which one you kind of um, which category you fit into. But definitely, right. like in terms of specialising, um, it's an option to do either. And when did the costume design come into play? You'd obviously. Um, Costume design, I always really enjoyed, like I said, fashion and stuff, and I always very much enjoyed designing myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could wear some quite mad outfits during university. <laughs> right. um, but um, for me, it definitely came naturally when reading the script and... Is it like a vision? You, you sort of kind of. It's, you can see it. I feel like it's something you need, to, you need to explore to understand the characters, to be able to understand their motives and their, the journey throughout the play, which then then you kind of gather the world that they're in right. in terms of the set, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So a lot of the time, if I'm designing actually um, a ballet or something like that, or um, like I did an example of a project in uni, actually I did an opera called The Tales of Hoffman. Yeah. Um, and there's a, uh, a character in it called Olympia who is effectively a mechanical doll, but I made her into like a ballerina. Okay. And so I decided... I was going to be that ballerina right. and actually really explore the character before I even tried to design it. Um, so costume is, a for me, a huge starting point, actually. Okay. 
because it's very much based around the character. That's really interesting. When you're designing costumes or a set, is it something that you would, in your mind's eye, put yourself into that into that world yes. to be able to Definitely. understand it even more? I love being in rehearsals, and I love being with the actors. I think it's very important to have a relationship there because there's, yeah. I mean, I've... I mean, there are designers who work very distantly from that and yeah. don't really enjoy that, and that's fair enough. But for me personally, it's just I, I love seeing it all coming together. And there's who would you work with? Sort of the, the main person that you would work with. Would that the main be the person director? would be the director. The yeah. Director. And um, for me also, I like working very closely with the lighting designer. Okay. Um, that's very important because it's all very well having a wonderful set. Have you done lighting <laughs> design as well? Because you've done everything. I have else, done a couple of. <laughs> I have actually. I have done a few things, but it's not where my heart's at, unfortunately. Okay. So where does the inspiration come from? Does it strike like lightning as you're walking through the park? Or? Um, actually, for me, it does. This morning, I had a bit of a brainwave on the tube. It's something um, when I'm first working on a on a script. It very much happens inside my head a lot. Right. Like I will just be staring at a wall thinking for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and then suddenly I will just burst into action and there will be a model and drawings and all these things. Have you had any moments where the inspiration didn't strike? I have. I have. And they're very, very difficult to deal with. How do you... <laughs> <around> <laughs> um, with a lot of coffee. <laughs> and um, just keeping, trying to you know, find inspiration, like going to talks or going to exhibitions. So once you realised what you wanted to do, uh, did you have to train to uh, to go into the professional industry to do that? Yes. Um, I mean, I think something that's so great about theatre is there's so many people who have been in the same position or have enough passion that you can learn on the job quite a lot mm. and people will be willing to teach you. Is but it um, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. But that's not a bad thing. It's a motivational thing, I find. Yeah, I find it's a, it's a very good thing. It makes you better at what you want to do. Um, but I, I trained at Central School of Speech and Drama. I did a degree in design for stage. Okay. So that was the route I chose to go down. Um, okay. So that was for the, the design part of my job. But yeah. actually for technical theatre, I was very, very lucky in that I... Um, when I was doing a project for my portfolio in during my A-levels, I decided to base a play in... Um, it was actually the first play I'd ever attempted to design. It was probably completely awful. But I decided to base it in what was the New London Theatre, is now the Gillian Lynn Theatre. Right. Um, and I contacted them to see if I could get the plans to attempt making my first model box. Um, right. Which was a catastrophe, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> that was years ago now. Um, and so I ended up going there to see the venue and I met the master carpenter. Okay. He's a very lovely man called Mr. Bruce Tugby and um, got talking with him and uh, expressed my interest in basically, like I, I love solving problems mainly. That's why right. I enjoy set design. Right. I find it very architectural and mm. I, I love the maths and the building side of it, which is a bit crazy, but um, got talking to him about that. And about a year or so later, um, I had a call from him, he'd kept my contact, and he said, well, basically, now you're 18, our company can insure you. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can legally okay. come and work for us. So I, um, I, he said, do you want to come and learn the, a couple of depth tracks on Warhorse was there at the time? And okay. I was like, yes, I do. So I ended up working on Warhorse full-time whilst I was in uni yeah. during my first year, and um, I just kept 
trying to meet people and talk to people and really get out there. Like theatre is so such a sociable, yeah, sociable um, kind of industry that it talking to people is completely the key thing for me. It has been anyway, right. and it's Networking such a small world. A like you'll be surprised, it's such a such a small world that everyone knows each other. Yeah, um, and which is a really amazing thing. Um, but I learned everything on Warhorse that I could. Okay. Um, absolutely everything. So, like, I learned how to fly a show. I learned how to operate automation. Um, I learned how to do all sorts. And then that kind of gave me what I needed to get out there into other shows okay. next. So then I ended up on The Lion King as my next show. And yeah. then Wicked. And then I did some stuff at the Palladium. And I've been kind of all over the place How whilst I was studying. How did you get your first job as a theatre designer? I think it was actually just through word of mouth. I think the first play I realised on stage outside of uni was a play called The Peregrine mm. uh, by a writer called Philip Holt. And um director was Fred Gray. It's actually at the Stockwell Playhouse. And that was just by word of mouth, that was. And just like, um, again, networking. Yeah. But then sometimes I will apply for jobs. Sometimes there'll be ads, sometimes there won't. Other things is just going to networking events and things like theatre craft which is happening in November yeah. like those kind of things they are out there and a lot of them are free yeah. and are brilliant because yeah. you can meet directors playwrights everyone it's about collaboration right. all the time and definitely from uni as well um, because I was working full time during uni as a lot of people were it, it w wasn't as much of a social thing as you know you might expect it to be okay. which was a, a great thing actually yeah. but it became a an entire network of people that I already know now. Like if if I need to work with a lighting designer, I think, ah, that person, yeah. Right, and yeah. equally other people do that. They're like, oh, I need a set designer. Who, who's, who do I know? Yeah. And it kind of becomes a thing of like this whole team. Like if you think about who's currently kind of working in the West End, like Paulie Constable and Bunny Christie and all those kind of people, yeah. Marianne Elliott, yeah. they work together so often. That was probably them. Like, you know, 15 yeah. years ago were those people from uni that were like all kind of trying to start out together and making work together. Is there some sort of style that you, you particularly specialise in? So, for example, if a director or a producer thinks, oh, I want the show to look like this. Ah, I know exactly where to go and I need to phone Amy. Yes, there has been a couple of things. My thing is, um, one is puppetry. Okay. The involvement of puppetry into costumes, which yeah. I completely love. And it's why I actually love working on The Lion King as well, seeing that every day. Yeah. I like making transformable sets. So I love it when actors do not leave a space and they like that entire thing is completely choreographed, which actors always get terrified of. Terrified. Absolutely yeah. terrified Even of. You but just saying that made yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made me I love doing that. But if you find the right ensemble, it can really, really, really make a strong bond within the production. Right. The fact that everyone has to be completely in sync, similar to the rules of puppetry. Yeah. Like you have to be completely in sync with the people you're working with. And yeah. it just makes it, it gives it so much energy. And it, that brings the set to life as well at the same time. Right. As well as the lighting and the sound, that's all there. But like the energy of the actors actually interacting with it. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the rehearsal process, it becomes a case of what is completely necessary, what's not, what... You know, what does that chair mean to that character? Yeah. It might not even be a chair. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. So I, I like making things that transform, which makes it very difficult for myself in terms of building it. But I love that challenge. So. Okay. What would be your dream job if somebody was to phone oh, you gosh. tomorrow 
and say, right, oh, gosh. here it is. I could give you a list. Give me a list. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to design a promenade production of Boy George's Taboo. Okay. I think that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's another production that completely changed my life after I saw it at the Brixton Clubhouse. Um, I would love to do a sequel to Wicked, combining the other three books. <laughs> oh, I don't know, there's so many things. I'd love to work with Handspring. Okay. Handspring Puppet Company on something, anything. I don't know what. Right. I just, that would be a dream. And I'd want to be in them all as well, that's the problem. <laughs> Amy, I'm going to give you a round of quick-fire questions. Uh, most of the answers I think I probably know, because we do work together, and I know <laughs> you fairly well now. Um, Favourite musical? Wicked. Uh, person you most admire in the industry? Person I most admire? Bunny Christie. Favourite character in a show? Mm. Angel in Rent. Oh, I thought you were going to say Alphabet then. Um, and finally, what's the one piece of advice you would give to your 17-year-old self? keep going no matter how many teachers think you're completely back crazy like just <laughs> just do it if it's where your passion is at just follow it and follow your gut because it very rarely will not be wrong even if you're worried about paying the rent if you've got that drive there it will just happen Amazing. just keep keep doing it uh, one more and this is the most difficult question of all why do you think the arts in this day and age are so important i think because it's an outlet in a world that has become so samey, unfortunately, and so yeah. kind of available, everything's already there. Yeah. It's an opportunity to just create things and express things and just do something completely different, not just repeat stuff. It's like an opportunity to generate new emotions, new reactions, just kind of trigger things in people, create feelings that they might not necessarily imagine up themselves because this world that we live in now is so kind of boring a lot of the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, escapism. everything's everything's escapism. available. Just creating new stories for anyone to come and be involved in. Amazing. Amy, thank you so much for coming in today and for your time. And uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you.